Welcome to Vicious Talk with Benny P. Today's podcast is going to be a really fun, uh, fun episode today. We got a really, uh, we got a new guest of ours, a new friend of Connor's. Met through some sports card hobbyist, uh, you know, box breaks here. Uh, uh, someone we've met online and uh, who's been obviously a good connection for Connor and, and good networking um, contact for the, the sports card and memorabilia industry um he's the owner of trinity sports cards in uh victoria texas he's at the sports cards and memorabilia shop located in, in that in that town in texas uh without further ado nico esparza welcome buddy hey what's up guys thank y'all i'm excited yeah, we, yeah. it's nice to put a well, we face got, to we the magic hands you know yeah i i, I didn't <laughs> want to forget you connor we, we do have connor larson here for the podcast and benny Hey, what's popping, buddy? Um, I was excited for Connor to, you know, Connor and Nico met through, like I said, some box breaks with Trinity Sports Cards. Connor's been getting really heavy into the uh, the hobby, the hobby of uh, you know sports trade, sports cards trading, and box breaks, and collecting and and, and selling cards and. Um, it's becoming a big a big hobby currently. They had a big boom during the pandemic, and um, Connor and Nico really were able to kind of bond through that. You know, what do you call a uh, connected? You know, I do want to mention Connor was the first person to buy a spot off of eBay. No matter, don't post. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought Very that was pretty cool. cool. Almost like guess. I like that. There's Very a little cool. trivia for you, Ben. Vicious minute right there. Right, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little about Trinity cards. We'll get a little bit of sports talk. Um, we're, we'll do a box break as well. Um, we'll do. A, we'll, I don't know if we'll be able to get through the whole box, but what we will do is um, we'll include at least a good portion of it here on the podcast, and we'll also have uh, the, the the rest of it, you know, up on our our web our YouTube channel for all things analysis as well. So we could kind of. Put it up that way, and um, and then we'll finish up with the vicious minute, a little bit of trivia at the end with Nico. Awesome, man! I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, man, it was cool that you know my, my podcast is typically I'm bringing on friends and family, people I, I've met in person. But what's neat is Connor was able to make a connection with you, and uh, it's been from my end, it's been really a pleasure to speak with you in our in our chats and stuff because you're obviously. Um, you know, a, a, a nice guy. You, you work hard in your business. You got a well-rounded portfolio and what you've accomplished so far. And um, I was excited okay. to bring you on. As you know, so we're meeting you for the first time, but we're also, you know, we're sharing some interests that we think, I think will coincide with a good podcast. Oh yeah, I appreciate it. Thank y'all. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Nico's coming live from his store right now. So if you're hearing a little yeah. bit of background noise, that's people getting into the hobby right now. They're playing some <laughs> uh, Magic and Pokemon. So that's what we love to hear. Yeah. So hopefully you guys will uh, I thought that was push so cool. through it. Yeah. yeah, it's authentic uh, background noise. You know, <laughs> exactly. it's not it's just some, uh, <laughs> some traffic behind him. So well, without further ado, Nico, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, maybe where you're from and kind of how you got into the card game and what you did before this. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is Nico Esparza. I live here in Victoria, Texas. Um, I got three uh, little boys. Been married for about four years. Very cool. And How old are your kids? I have a three-year-old, a year and a half old, and I have a baby that was born on sequence in my Oh, you got a young family. Very cool. All yeah, boys, yeah. you said? All boys? Yeah, all boys. How's your wife handling that? <laughs> yeah, sometimes she needs a break every now and then. But, and she would say, mom. That's when so. she sends you to the card shop, right? She's like, Nico, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, 
like a lot of people, uh, I believe, you know, I grew up on the hobby. Uh, sports has always been a passion of mine. And so uh, uh, I remember going to a, a cart shop. It was actually a snow cone shop, but they had sports cards there. It was, I used to live in Laredo, Texas. I remember going to a, a car shop in Laredo. That's why I was born in Laredo, Texas. Cool. But I had family here in Victoria, and so we used to come visit family. And I'm like, you know, mom, let's go to the snow cone shop. And I used to buy sports cars so, and snow cones and, I, and sports cards. Right. Yeah. Especially yeah. for a six, seven year old. So <laughs> for sure, that's the perfect was, kid stop. Kid stop. <laughs> and and I just remember uh, the old man. Uh, just you know, being cool, being awesome, you know, and, and talking to me about the sports cards, and and I'm seeing players and, and Hall of Fame players, and like, you know, I used to come home, and and my uncle was the one that kind of got me into sports, and like, man, uncle, I got this Roger Sawback card or Troy Aikman, and and so um, I just remember, you know, just being excited about buying cards, no matter if they were a dollar, five dollars, um, and so uh, I've always had this this dream of maybe opening up a card shop one day. Um, and so, uh, and me and my buddy, the one that runs the comic shop here, we've kind of talked about it in the previous years, but, you know, with, with life going on and, and having kids and, and also I still have a full-time job. I work at a, a chemical plant, so I work shift work, you know, it was just like, man, maybe one day, you know, that, that dream can become a reality. And that's awesome. Well, an opportunity that just couldn't, I couldn't pass up presented itself in the middle of a pandemic but like Connor mentioned earlier during the pandemic is when the hobby just like got super hot uh I, and so i know the hobby was starting to to grow a little bit before the pandemic you know when you got players like patrick mahomes luca lebron james um just yeah, keeping star, the hobby stars across every sport yeah right you know and, and these are like generational type players you know and it's always gonna keep the hobby relevant but when the pandemic hit, it just like took off like crazy. And so, you know, I, I kind of got into the breaks. Um, I started, you know, buying more cards here and there. And then, like I said, opportunity presented itself. And I'm like, well, you know, let's just go all in. And, and I have a great supporting cast. Like I said, the guy's name is Nate Escalante. He runs a comic shop here, over 9,000 comics and cards. Uh, he's been a, a big supporter of mine. So when I'm working at my day job, he's here helping me, helping uh, my shop. Keep what do you going. do at the chemical plant? I'm a I'm an operator for a, a chemical plant. Awesome. Yeah, so we just try to keep everything inside the pipe. How'd, how'd you get into that? He's trying to prevent uh, Chernobyl from happening in Texas, you know, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to work at a, a manufacturing plant, Caterpillar. And then gotcha. when we started having kids, and I'm like, Caterpillar, you know, they it can be a great career, but I just need to make a little bit more money. And so this opportunity presents itself as well, which, you know, I took it. It's an awesome job. And it gives me the, the time to be with this family because when you work shift, uh, you don't – it's a different schedule. So, like, right now I'm on my week off. And so we get okay. a week off once a month. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty neat. But, but uh, yeah, so – this opportunity just presented itself. I took it. I ran with it. Oh yeah. And you know, here we are. So we opened up back in December and uh, I started here in this building in a small uh, corner of the building and just with, and so before it was uh, three businesses in this one building, it was my shop, a comic shop, and then a printing shop. Well, 
you know, with the hobby being on fire, you know, once I opened up, you know, we started having customers coming in because I'm the only car shop here. And so once, you know, uh, my room started getting filled up almost on a daily, they're like, okay, you need some more space. Mm-hmm. And again, they've just really? been very supportive. So they kind of help. awesome. Yeah. So, this, so right now my shop is front and center of the building now, which is, um, you know, pretty cool. So as soon as you walk in. Hey, come up. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and then like I said, just learning the business side has been pretty cool, uh, interesting, and uh, you know now we have vendors, and so now we're starting to get different product in, uh, just trying to keep up with the with the demand. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, I bet. Well, we can help it's, you on uh, the demand front, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's part of what you know. You, we're we're you know helping helping. You're helping us help you in terms of like, being on the podcast. You know, this is going to make for good content for our, for our listeners, but we're also trying to help you promote your business and, and try to, you know, point steer people towards, you know, Trinity Card Shop because you seem to be obviously having some success and doing some things right over there for sure. Yeah, and, and the product is awesome. You know, I've been very happy with the cardboard he's been sending my way. I give him paper, he sends me cardboard. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, yeah, we try to, you know, give the best, you know, product, especially, you know, on breaks. Um, I know for a while, um, you know, with breaks, especially when the hobby was hot, um, it was a lot of retail that was being on breaks. And me personally, uh, not against, you know, retail breaks, but I love hobby boxes, mm-hmm. you know, and I think for the best bang for your buck, you know, hobby is, is the way to go. Um, yeah. Are and so with that being said, you know, uh, we got this from Mr. Connor Larson coming up here soon. <laughs> it's going to be that all things analysis box right there. <laughs> Top Stadium Club Chrome Hobby Box. That's awesome. It's going to be right up your alley, Ben. Baseball guy, huh? Oh yeah. If for if there's anybody that you don't, you're not sure who they are. I could probably tell you a little bit about them. Um, what are your so so you'd say the hobby boxes are probably your personal favorites to, to sell around the shop or what what kind of does the best for, in terms of products that are on there? Uh, well, I mean, so speaking of like selling and what I think is best, because I always want to look out for the best interest for the customers. Yeah, uh, I understand. You know, right now cards are hard to get, uh, even retail stuff, and so I mean, it is what it is. You know, I respect the hustle, but a lot of people are. are are essentially buying overmarked um for sure well marked up retail boxes it's right. all over the third party that the, the yeah days and, and target so, sold out walmart's not selling in yeah. stores in a lot of places i know in boston in the bigger cities i go to my target the shelves are either wiped or there's signs that say we're not selling products because people are fighting over it you know it's crazy yeah yeah and so uh again you know i respect the hustle people you know, are, are out there and they're grinding that. I respect that. But from a me looking out for the best interest for customers and their investments, you know, again, if, if you're buying a retail box at three times the market price, I mean, you're buying, you're spending three times the amount of a $40 box or 20 or, or now the new prices are coming up a little bit. Um, and again, not that it, Obviously, you can get, you can still pull some fire and some good, some good hits, you know. But it's more of a gamble that way, though. Right. There's no guarantee of the autograph or the short print card, right? Right. So hobby boxes, which is hard to mark up, hobby boxes more than you know what they go for, you know. So to me, uh, and plus hobby boxes tend to put out 
you know, more, uh, more hits, you know, more of the, the chasers, uh, number cards, autograph cards. And so, um, and me now having access to certain hobby uh, boxes at, you know, better prices, I feel a lot better selling hobby boxes or what I like to do here at the packs is, I mean, here at the shop, cause I know hobby boxes can be a little more of the, the higher end, uh, as far as like cost. I like to open up the hobby box and then sell the packs individually, you know, so that way customers can still get uh, into the hobby box. Portion of it, yeah. Right, you know, with the chance of getting some of those exclusive uh, hits. How does the, uh, for, so when, with the aim of your shop, like you have to buy buy kind of in bulk. How does that work for, you know, a local shop like your own? Like do do you get in contact with a lot of the companies or do you kind of have vendors that you go through for that? Or how does that work out? Because it, it does seem like a unique type of market. Yeah, so right now we just have uh, some vendors that we, we contact with. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, the vendors have had to, you know, respectively, you know, I understand, up their prices as well. So yeah. um, right now I'm still not able to get, is it? Okay, sorry. I'm still not able to get um, certain product at wholesale uh, prices. Uh, but I can just get uh, certain stuff at better prices than what you can get off of eBay or, or you know, market value. Plus, I can kind of avoid the well, eBay still, fees. Or, yeah, that still makes you valuable. Right. So, and then buying in bulk does, you know, help out too. You can get discounted prices uh, buying in bulk. But uh, again, since I've been open up since December and we finally got starting vendors um, up in like recently, we're, we're building that that business relationship to where eventually I'll be able to get stuff at wholesale prices. That way I can, you know, have more stuff here at better prices. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So you, uh, you talked about how you, when you were growing <clears throat> up, you know, you went to the, the snow cone shop, found some, some cards there. You kind of got grew interest through the hobby in the, in the hobby kind of that way. Did, what were you collecting when you were a kid? Like, did you have like a personal favorite of, of like cards you had, or do you remember anything that like you really, got you hooked on the hobby like do you remember anything that you got really really jazzed about for that for that stuff yeah so i was mainly at the time looking for uh, cowboy cards and i remember this one specific and i kind of mentioned earlier uh, a roger stopback card and it was it was not you know a card that was made during when he was played it was kind of one of those like remade cards or reprinted cards but to say that i had a roger stopback card you know which um Obviously, if you don't know him, especially if you're a Cowboys fan, like that's probably the greatest quarterback in the Cowboys history. And uh, he created the the Hail Mary uh, pass. You know, I was pretty stoked about that, especially as a little kid, you know. And then uh, I know I don't sell Pokemon cards here because we have a comic shop that does that. But growing up, you know, I remember collecting Pokemon cards. Uh, and now you see the prices of what they go for. And before, like, man, I had most of those cards yeah. in my binder. And right. we were just trading. I, so I never played Pokemon. Uh, I, I, I didn't same, play. The same. I didn't I, play I had them, but I didn't play it. <laughs> yeah. I had a binder full of them, but all I did was like throw them around my room like a dumbass <laughs> seven-year-old. And then I see Jake Paul wearing a Charizard around his neck when he goes into flight Floyd Mayweather. It's like worth a million bucks. He said it was worth half a million dollars. And he's not wrong. If it's like a PSA 10 and first edition Charizard, like, sure. I, I think it was a... It was a BGS uh, pristine, yeah. so almost a black label. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's crazy. So, but I just remember those times, you know. Um, 
Yeah, so as far as cards, the one that I kind of remember was that Roger Staubach card. That's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, collecting other than Cowboys, you know, Pokemon cards. Yeah. I, dude, I, I have very similar experiences because I had a shop that I used to go to. Like, I never really <clears throat> thought of it as more of a ho- than a hobby because, I, I mean, I used to go with my dad to the shop after, you know, we go hit some baseballs and then we go to the shop for a little bit. And there was this old gentleman, like you said, there was the old guy there helping you out. The same, same, same ordeal here. But like I had, it was an older gentleman with like neon signs in the in the in the windows, and you go in there and you know, you look at your favorite players through the glass casings. It's, it was just like it's just stuff you remember. It's real nostalgic for sure. Dude, I'm pissed yeah. at like ten year old me right now because I, <laughs> living in Connecticut, I could have chosen to be like a Pats fan or a New York fan, and I went to the New York side. So I have a ton of just like worthless like. Like Eli cards and personally my favorite Yankee was Alfonso Soriano so I have like bat cards and jersey patch cards of Soriano mm. I'm like why the hell didn't I pick like a Pats you know being the, Even like and then a better Yankee if I had a ton like, like I, I could have easily had a ton of Brady cards that are going for like thousands now instead I have a ton of like these five dollar Eli and Soriano cards and I'm like I, I screwed up I screwed up big time I went the wrong direction that's funny. Nico, do you still have a PC? Do you still have a personal collection? So being in the business, my PC has kind of like shrunken because you you know, right now I, I, I'm trying to, you know, build on my shop. So everything I say is for sale. Gotcha. But um, yeah, there are some stuff that I, if I were to get like a Luca PSA 10 Luca. So again, I'm a Rockets fan, but Luca is one of my favorite players. And I think also um, a Texas guy, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and so I, I just believe he's he's like uh, the next LeBron James, so to speak, of the NBA. You know, next all-time great, and I want to be able to you know follow this guy's career. Hopefully, you know, he stays on where he's going, and be able to watch this guy's career unfold to one of the greatest. And so, you know, I personally I collect Luca, uh, and I'm also a big fan of vintage. So I have. Uh, having a little brain for 1956 i believe uh tops willie mays card Ooh, i love willie Willie stuff right now unfortunately it's kind of morbid to think you know he's getting up there in in age he's you're gonna see a a spike in in willie mays stuff when he passes away so yeah and so that one uh again i say everything's for sale but to me, if, if I had to sell that, like I mean, like desperate needs, or <laughs> you're gonna overpay just to keep out, just uh, to take it out of my hands, because I don't want to sell it even for what it's worth. Yeah, Willie um, has a cult following of fans. So yeah, some of those some of those guys when there's like a documentary about the guy coming out, or when they pass yeah. those card, like Jordan cards when the Jordan doc come out. I think there's a, a Willie documentary coming out though. I might be wrong, but I think, I, is, I think yeah, so. I yeah, and uh, so your PC might might have to go on for sale just because of the return on the value you might get right there you know you're a businessman first and foremost am i right yeah yeah exactly um and then uh right now uh dak i guess will be you know one of those other players that you know if i can get one of uh psa 10 autograph rookie either optic or prism yeah he's on pace uh, to put up some historic numbers based yeah. on the way he plays. So one thing I always tell people, you know, right now, especially for this, and this is a little uh, insider uh, hint, maybe everyone knows about it, maybe not, but uh, since they added this extra game to the NFL season, yeah, I think two players that 
that people may want to invest in uh, only because they're affordable. I think so. Um, and they, to me, they have the biggest uh, window of like projection of, uh, of uh, increase mm-hmm. in the profit is Dak Prescott. Um, because last year he was on record uh, setting yeah. pace before he For got sure. hurt. Obviously, yeah. and he has the weapons to do it. I think he's he's not he the, best the best quarterback, receiving, but one of the best receiving cores in the league. Right, you know, with hopefully a healthy O line, and you got the running back. Uh, the defense is, you know, I know this is my team, but it's kind of skeptic still. You know, I'm hoping that they can turn it around. Hopefully, it's the the coaching, and they got a new coach now with the off season. But I don't want to be like the typical Cowboys that makes excuses <laughs> for them. Uh, but if, if that is true, they are going to be a not-so-great defense. Well, it's always going to keep the Cowboys having to throw the ball a lot. So if he's breaking records, if he's breaking – 6,000-yard you know, deck, could be possible. Right. That's going to, that's going to you know, increase uh, his uh, market, his card market uh, value. And then the other person is Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, he, if he breaks the record, I mean, he has uh, the chance to – I think he's one of the only running backs – in today's league who can you know break the record and he got close to it last year i think he's a good so if he breaks it you know uh, that's gonna definitely drive up his market value having that extra derrick game Hen- yeah derrick henry feels yeah. like someone who could also be kind of volatile too because he's set he's like set up a record pace of workload over the last like four years where like he's gotten more work than like any running back has ever gotten over that period of time like ever he's yeah, he's, yeah true no he want to be a long term and- i'm talking about like Quick. No, no, no. I agree. With Over you the next season, he, this is a guy that could ability, see that skyrocket. Yeah, yeah, he has the ability to, you know, get into that that historic echelon of the best running backs of all time. But it seems like people always doubt him for whatever reason. Like they just think, like in fantasy, like they'll take him the eighth pick, ninth he, pick. You know, he's going for two thousand yards. He was going to keep this up. He's yeah. the number one pick overall. Yeah. If you knew he was going to like continue to keep this pace up, he hits him and McCaffrey as the fir- as the first and second pick overall. Yeah. So. It's kind of like there's just some sort of public doubt about him and he, he hasn't shown any weakness. So it's like people expect to eventually find that chink in his armor, but it has not come. He, he's Von yeah. Miller He's Von Miller as a running back. You know what I mean? He's He's got 4'4 four, four speed and he's 6'3 or something, 270 pounds. He's, like, a, he's a big dude. Like It's crazy seeing him walk, walk by a tight end <laughs> or a lineman and he's like almost as big if not bigger than them. I'm like he's that a running picture, back. <laughs> yeah, that picture of him next to Mark Ingram and on the Alabama sideline is hilarious. You know, like running backs come in all shapes and sizes. This is my baby brother. Like, you know, it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love I love those plays, I, especially Dak. I think that's a great idea coming off the injury first and foremost. So people haven't yeah. seen him in 12 games or so, and through the first five games, I mean, he was on pace to break records. You're exactly right, and when you're talking about sports cards, especially football, it's, it's a QB run market. And so if Dak leads the league in passing yards, and if the Cowboys, which are America's team still end up being somewhat valuable in terms of, and and you think about, and you think about the conference that that they're in too. I mean, the Redskins, giants and Eagles, that's certainly a a winnable division right there. So I I love your, uh, that Dak play. And I, that's one I haven't thought of myself, and I might have to hop on that train real quick. I like that a lot. And that's just a, a sports investor talk, not being biased, you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, you know, it makes like a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, I like it. So, 
So Nico, tell me, so you and Connor met, um, you know, th- through the business of your of Trinity and everything like that. What what made you get into like the box breaks and what made you want to start to get into that? Well, just, and maybe yeah, for our order. listeners who aren't as familiar with sports cards, <clears throat> give us a breakdown of what a box break is as well. Yes, I think exactly. that might be helpful. Thank you. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So a box break is basically, you know, you have, you have a product that you're going to post and you know, especially like right now, it's hard for people to get their hands on, on retail and for sure hobby boxes. And so um, if you can't get your hands on it, you're going to pay a premium, you know, for, for stuff. And so, and that premium can be just be too much for your budget. So basically you put up a box and whatever teams are in that sports, like for baseball, you can put up 30 teams, you can put up, I mean, uh, 30 spots, 15 spots, and you buy a spot and you're essentially buying a team. And so when they open up that box, whatever team you get, which more likely it's random, uh, you get all the cards from that box. You know, it can be, it can be nothing or it can be a one-on-one autograph, you know, yeah. a rookie, you know, but again, you only paid, uh, a portion of what the box is going for. Mm-hmm. Are you and, um, when you price out the the slots? Do you kind of look at the box and be like, which teams project to be the most valuable within a specific box, or do you kind of just make it equal across each slot? I just I just stick with just being equal. Um, yeah. I know people. There's there's different ways you can uh, you can lay out your platform as far as like you know pricing the spots. Some people they do teams. Some do pick your teams. Uh, I just do just a random across the board for the most part. Gotcha. I used to do uh, pick your teams. Uh, but I realized I've learned uh, my customer base, they prefer just random you know, teams yeah. because they would hate to miss out on a product that their team was already picked. You know, So it may kind of like not want to get into the break essentially. And I don't have the biggest... Uh, so you give them a chance you, regardless of... So you you spend 40 bucks on a select a hobby box or something, but then all of a sudden you get the Chargers and you're like, holy crap, I got the deal of a lifetime. If a Herbie gets pulled, yeah. my return on investment's incredible. You know? It's, right, it's, it's, right. it's a gamble within a gamble. It's not just not just the box break. is like, do I, my cards get pulled? It's also, what team do I get? It adds a little bit of level of interest and that it makes it fun for sure. Right. Yeah, and then in my in my uh, breaks, uh, I'll give the customers uh, like 15 minutes to trade if they want to trade. You know, oh, so okay. that's always pretty cool to see people trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also, I tend to give three giveaways at the end to kind of help. You know, uh, yeah, you know, just give more stuff out because I understand. I mean, it, it is a gamble, and I've been blessed to have quite a bit of stuff to to afford to give away some pretty cool prizes. I think Connor won. Uh, giveaway on on the first break. Mm-hmm. I, get? I got a Lamelo ball. I got the. Uh, I think I. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think I skunked on the team, but then I won the Lamelo ball. I won the Raz giveaway at the end. So it was like, all right, you know, get made up for the value for sure. So it adds that another level of intrigue in in the box break, and I gotta say the trading that you allow in your break is definitely something that makes your product unique, especially when you're talking about like other guys doing the pick your teams, they don't allow trading because you're just buying a team. But if you do a random and then you get assigned a team that say I have like three teams too, I can go ahead and bundle two lower teams and find a guy whose favorite team is the Jaguars or something. And I can be like, all right, well, let me get the Vikings for that. You know, and let me grab that Justin yeah. Jefferson card, hopefully. And so you can like pair two teams up for one. I, I 
been very active in the trades as someone who plays like fantasy football i love the trading aspect <laughs> of it so to bring that into cards it makes you kind of feel like a general manager man it, it definitely makes yeah. your product and what you do in your store unique and that's one thing i love about what you guys got going on awesome appreciate it and i guess to answer your original question how i got into to breaks or why i do breaks um before i this was like a few years ago i had a buddy of mine he was buying into breaks and this was before I kind of like jumped back into the hobby. I've always, you know, every now and then bought stuff, but, you know, just with life going on and, and work, you know, uh, I was not always into the hobby the way I used to when I was growing up. But anyways, uh, a good friend of mine, um, he, uh, he was a customer and he was, you know, showing me what he was doing. And I'm like, man, what is that? You know? And, and he's like, oh, you know, you buy a team and, you know, you, you get the cards, the players of that team from the box. No, it's pretty cool. And how much of the spots and this and that. And, you know, he told me, and so the entrepreneur mind or entrepreneur, entrepreneur in me was like, man, like how much did you buy that box for? And he's like, Oh, this. And he's like, okay. And I did the math. I'm like, man, he's probably making a killing. I'm like, won't, won't you do that? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, surprisingly, you know, uh, not surprisingly, he ended up doing that. And so I started supporting him on his breaks and, uh, and I just like, man, ideas started shooting to me, you know. And so uh, whenever this, my shop, uh, the opportunity for me to open up a shop came up, um, you know, I, I opened up a shop and breaks is a good way to kind of keep a substantial, uh, substantial and consistent flow of income, you know, oh, because, yeah. you know, because people like breaks, you know, and it makes again, it affordable to get into a product that necessarily you might not be able to afford if you had to buy the whole thing yourself as a customer, right? Like I can't afford right. a $500 box, but to pay 20 or 30, 50 bucks to get a spot in a break, it makes it much more reasonable. And it still allows you to get that chance to get that big hit, which is really cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, breaks, and it's not something um, that, uh, how do I say this? Uh, I enjoy doing breaks because I enjoy the, you know, the conversations, the interactions, you know, with, with the customers. Uh, and a lot of, uh, most of my customers are from my page. So I know them personally. So it's always pretty cool to, you know, interact with them. Um, but it's not like where I kind of like want to do on a daily basis. You know, I, I prefer the personal interactions, uh, prefer oh, people yeah. coming in. And again, you know, when it comes to uh, looking out for the best interest for people who want to like invest or make sure that they're spending the money the, 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 the smartest ways, I'm a big fan of graded cards. And so that's something that I want to start um, incorporating here at the shop. So uh, I wanted to mention that I have a membership with CSG. And so if anybody wants to uh, submit their cards to CSG, you know, with PSA being down at the moment and now BGS, um, CSG, I think, is going to be um, – they're, they're a new company. If you're not familiar with CSG, their parent company is CGC. They're the ones that have been grading comic books. They pretty much own the comic book you know, market. And so uh, I think because of their pedigree and their history of, of knowing how to, um, how to grade stuff and you know, look out for their customers' best interest, I think their sporting cards department is going to do fairly good. And I'm a, you know, they're a slab. I know people are used to either the BGS or the the PSA slab. And so something new is like, man, it's not the same. Like, I think it's going to be kind of an acquiring um, um, 
thing when it comes to their slabs. But um, yeah, so that's one thing that I'm definitely going to be putting a lot of time and effort is getting carts graded, helping people get their carts graded. And right now, since they're a new company, their prices are pretty affordable. The ROI on there is compared to like PSA and Beckett. I mean, you can't compare them at this point in time because, you know, PSA, BGS, and SGC, they're kind of the top three. But again, uh, for the turnaround times and the price to get your cars graded, um, I think, you know, uh, CSG is a good company to go with. No, that's, that's really cool because grading, getting your cards graded now, like you're t- you're hinting at, is just like it's it's very difficult for the casual card collector to you know yeah. s- just submit a, a small bundle of cards to get graded, to, and it's taking forever to get them back. And so, um, going through a, a third party like yourself, I think, is, is huge help for some people that are um, looking to do that. Yeah, I mean. PSA, they just came out with some news today. They're like, oh, you know, we're we're allowing people to submit via this new uh, this new package. It's the express package, and it's two hundred dollars a card to get your card graded. So unless you have some insane hit where the value is there to get a card graded for two hundred dollars, it doesn't make sense. But you know, you're talking about some of those next tier companies that are trying to make a name for themselves, like CSG, where you have you know. to get your car graded, or if you're doing a bulk submission through say Trinity sports cards, for example, and they can get you a little bit of a better deal. It's definitely a great proposition to one, save your card, you know, so you're not getting dings dense into add to your personal collection. And then second of all, it's going to help your ROI if you do try to resell in the future. So it's definitely cool to get the name out of some of these other countries, help build up that reputation. And to be honest, just, Beckett and PSA aren't really an option for most people unless you're buying thousand dollar cards. Right. Totally true. Um, and so hopefully so, we're going to try out this bulk grading service as well, because if we get some hits out of this hobby box that we're going to break, we're going to leave them with you since you open them up in the store and uh, you'll sub them for us. And you know, we can give our listeners a review too of how that goes. Yeah. Um, but also one other thing, Ben, sorry, before we move on from CSG, they, they differentiate themselves from PSA, for example, because uh, I think they provide subgrades as well on the cards as a possibility. So I think right, that, yes. there are certain categories like uh, they'll grade the edges specifically, the corners, the surface, oh. for example, whereas PSA just gives you one overall grade. And so it's something new. So you can kind of see like, oh, where did I get knocked? Oh, it's because the card was off center, for example, or because there's a big scratch over it. So it's a surface grade. Whereas PSA, they kind of leave you in the dark as to why. Oh, why did my card get a seven as opposed to a 10, for example? So I think that's a really cool proposition that they're bringing to the market. I didn't know that. That's neat. Yeah. And to add on to that, some people, uh, because Becky does that as well, they like that and then they don't, you know, it, to me, in my opinion, like, I think one is pretty cool. Like you mentioned to know, like, cause you, like, you, you know, the true value of this car, you know, where you got knocked at. Um, and so I value that more than like you said, uh, PSA just giving you an overall grade. Um, and to where you don't know like what went wrong with the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to mention that, you know, some people, they like it. Some people, they love it, you know, cause they're like, I know what I'm getting, you know, I got a car that is perfect centering surface, but yeah, it has a small nick on the corner, like, mm. you know, um, or uh, it's off center just a little bit, but everything else no, I is think that's, crisp. I think that's it. way better. The CSG, the way that they gave you those subgrades. I didn't even think about that before, but that's so true because 
that's uh, that's a very common issue you'll hear when people get grades back because oftentimes if, if the grade isn't what they were expecting yeah they're like they want to figure out what what the, pro- what the problem was and and, and good luck going know, through customer uh, service at psa right, right now so, like they're going to get back to you about why your card right. got the grade it did you know right <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever, i think we can swear on this podcast right Ben? <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever whatever floats your boat buddy ah shit um, <laughs> psa <laughs> um so like the card grading system has been something in in this hobby that has you know been developing and changing over the course of the last couple of years like so can you talk about like just kind of how the initial boom of this hobby and this market the sports cards market kind of you know how you dealt with the initial boom and then kind of the, the plateauing and then I, I know we've kind of experienced a little bit of a lull in some of the card prices at least for some of the base cards um can you talk about how you've navigated that t- those types of fluctuations in the market as well as maybe your opinion on where you see the card market going to yes. add on yes sure yeah so um yeah whenever i opened up my shop in december it was still kind of you know booming up you start you know i think the Michael Jordan PSA 10 set the record like in March, I think, or February, where two of them sold for like 700 something thousand each. Which, don't know fact, you could have bought that card all day, every day for before, uh, like two years ago for like 20, 30,000. Then that card went for like 700,000. Um, so yeah, so it was a lot easier, uh, to post a break and then get filled up, you know, back then compared to now. But again, um, what I've been doing is uh, just learning my demographics, learning what I can do um, for the community, how, you know, so mystery packs is one thing that's kind of been a pretty good hit. Uh, I started making mystery packs here. I haven't posted them too much online. It was kind of a trial uh, and error, you know, but I made like, I think 15 of them and they already sold out. So to me, you know, mystery packs is pretty cool. you know, I want to do a submission grade. So that's another way to, uh, you know, with breaks kind of, I don't know if I mentioned this, but like I've noticed across the board, like breaks are starting to like die down a little bit, mainly because, you know, the, the, the pandemic is kind of like on the back burner. So people are now spending the money either on, they're, uh, we're spending money on the cards because they're sports betting before got canceled to pandemic when now they're back to playing fantasy sports you know, so not so much money is going back into the hobby the way it was. But uh, again, just just doing uh, submissions, um, doing mystery packs. Um, you know, I do also like autograph memorabilia. Um, and so like right now, because of my time, it's, there's some plans that I have set that I haven't set forth in motion, but... Uh, one thing that I started doing for the kids here is uh, good grades for graded cards. And so basically what that is, um, I want to reward kids and also give kids an incentive to do good in school. Um, cool. And so I did one. My first one was the last report card for this past school year. Uh, I had about 10 kids and this was um, local because I want the kids to come into the shop. But eventually I opened up to. That's, awesome. uh, That's how you grow a fan base. Yeah. And eventually I opened up to the rest of you know nationwide i guess uh you would say but uh yeah so i had like i think 10 or 12 kids uh have their report cards submitted to me and i randomized and i gave five kids uh free graded cards you know they came in they picked out the cards uh of their their choice but 
yeah, so one thing that's really important to me is getting the approval of the community. And that's what's really going to keep my doors open yeah. is the no, community, you know, seeing what I'm trying to do, not just make a book, but to, you know, help out the community in a positive way. And again, you know, I, the hobby is fun. I, I kind of miss the way it used to be uh, well, back in the day I, when I, like- I was... Oh, I, I, I love the aspect of the importance of placing the placing the importance of on the brick and mortar aspect. And and, and I think promotions <clears throat> like that are, are, are one great, great socially. And there's this great, you know, socially responsible kind of program where you're you're encouraging kids to do well in school. It's always good. Yeah. Um, but you're also you're creating those experiences. The ones that like we have where we talked about how we went like I, how I mentioned I, I will go into the card shop with my dad pick out cards and you know collect cards that way like you're creating those types of experiences for young fans in sports and and that's super important i think to grow you know this hobby as well as sports in general because i think the power of you know sports when you get to the broad sense of it is just very impactful for our youth and i think the you know encourages them to do a lot of great things not just on the field but also off the field it teaches a lot of life lessons that people like especially the youth can can really learn from and so i think that's it's great Super, it's a very responsible way to, you know, grow both your business as well as this this hobby and do well for your community. That's really good. Yeah. And I definitely want to be that that card shop that kids grow up saying like, man, like I remember just my local card shop. I hope they don't call me an old man at this point in time, but <laughs> hopefully I can be that old man later in the years yeah. and to still, you know, because I, I love doing this. But yeah, so those are just ways I've learned to like navigate. I understand breaks are not going to be as hot as they used to be. Um, but again, you know, I think graded cards are, uh, are important and will be important for years to come. That's going to protect your investment. Mm-hmm. That's going to, you know, um, show now, like our, what I ahead. did hear about, um, a service uh, on that podcast, Con- Connor, you and I l- listened to that podcast sports card nonsense. Mm-hmm. I heard about, I don't know if they were doing it or if, if they were going through a third party where they had like a service where before they send them, them off to get graded, I think it was one of their sponsors, before they, they send the card off to get graded, they give you kind of a tip on what to you might be able to expect. Mm-hmm. Are you are you offering that to any of your customers as well? Where like, so say, you know, say someone, you know, wants to get their card graded, but you can kind of tell them, you know, this might not really be worth it. You're not going to get the, you're maybe getting a six or a seven. It's not really going to be worth it for you to get it graded. Are, are you offering any of that or is that kind of more um, maybe down the line? Uh, so yeah, I've had customers come in and, and you know mention, "Hey, should I get this graded?" And I will give my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think this. Now, I was gonna provide a clean service, meaning if you brought your card in, I can oh, okay. give it a clean swipe. But I've kind of delayed. I, I kind of stopped that. That seems the, a little risky. Yeah, last thing I want to do is because yeah. you do have to be very careful. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you can have enough experience to be careful 100 percent of the time. Last thing I want to do is mess up someone's car by was, catching a yeah. nick, whether you've been doing it for 20 years or it's your first time. Uh, so, but as far as like the centering and just kind of having a, a better idea, because I've looked at cards, you know, almost every day now. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always willing to give my honest opinion. Now, when we started doing the submissions and I just had people give me a stack of cards and I I might ask them, do you want to go through them first or do you want to just submit them? They're like, just submit them. Okay, fine. Then, you know, I I won't, you know, go through them and then call them back. Hey, I looked at this car, you know. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to put your, your, your business out there if they're not. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always willing to, 
um, look at someone's stuff and and give them my you know two cool. cents of what I think is worth, what's worth grading, what's worth holding on to. You know, uh, anytime I make deals here, uh, like I've had people sell their lots to me. What I prefer to do is go through their lot and be like, okay, look, this is what I value it at. Now this is what I'm offering, you know, and they kind of have a, they understand, you know, I got to make a business yeah. a profit. Um, so yeah, yeah, I like and to always, like, you're the one who's going to do the work to sell it, right? They don't have to price out each individual card on eBay themselves, sell it, ship it. So, you know, they 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 have yeah. to expect a little bit of a lower <clears throat> price if they're going to sell the whole lot to you. Yeah, yeah. Nico, Nico, personal question: I got I got like a a big box of just like. All kinds of cards, like old cards. 20 bucks. <laughs> no, no, like some of them are oh. lots too, though. Like I have like my dad, my, my dad had cards and he has like, you know, bundles of like the, the like every NBA team, small baggies of like, you know, the Hornets, the Raptors. Like I got some like mostly cards from the, the 90s and the 2000s. What would you recommend someone doing with those types of things in, in terms of if they got a big box of cards, you know, maybe you got a, a few, a few decent ones in there, mostly probably cards within the one to five dollar range what would you kind of recommend that besides like you know, is it just kind of doing lots like you're saying uh i mean they could definitely take it to their lcs and just you know hey here's a box full of stuff that you know i feel like it's not really worth me going through and, and the time like you know making an offer uh if, i guess if you really wanted to get something in return um, and if you have some stuff that you can show like, Hey, these are mystery packs, but here are some cards that I know are in there, you know, it's almost like, um, doing a break, but you're buying packs or just buying a pack in general. Um, or I mean, like I said, if stuff is still in, it's gradable and, uh, you know, look at that card and see what it's going for graded. I mean, it may be worth sending in to get graded, even if it's kind of beat up, if it's, you know, uh, you can look at the pop report, the population, and if it's pretty rare and it's a known player, I mean, even though that card may not be going for a lot, a lot of people in that may not know that there's only four PSA 10s of this, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't have to be essentially a rookie, but it can just be, uh, let's say, uh, Scotty Pippen 92, you know, Skybox that mm. they're like, hey, I, I know that card, but, you know, but if you get it graded and there's only like five of them as PSA 10, yeah. I mean, you could say, hey, there's only six of these and I have one of them. You could set the market you know? a little bit, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of cars, especially in the junk wax era that, you know, and I have a whole bunch of those still yeah. that are just not worth much. And uh, me personally, I don't have the time to like do much with this. So, yeah, I'm just making mystery packs. Uh, I'm making mystery boxes. Um, I just made one. I have uh, made one, my first one. And it's a, it's a, a box. Just I don't know. I didn't even count, but it's like thousand plus cards. I have it for thirty bucks. You know, if anybody wants, it's a. I think it's a pretty cool, excuse me, box that either you can either collect, kind of start your collection, or if you want to take the time, you can definitely make thirty bucks back plus more. It just, I just put in a stack of cards. You know, yeah. yeah. And I'm, working I have, on, I'm working on trying to sort it either by team or if it's a specific player that might be a little bit more valuable. Right. Maybe like try to bundle it. One thing that I've thought about teams, doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing, I, and, and I mean, there's a collector for everything. Now, you know, the collectors for like stuff like that, I know they're, they're kind of hard to find. But one thing I've thought about doing, maybe if, if you definitely value these cards and they're like your favorite team, favorite players, 
you can even if you wanted to you know make a picture frame and just put them in there you know i know some mm, yeah. someone here i don't know if they still do it but they were making uh like sets of teams of, and, and framing them up and selling for like 30 bucks you I know like that. i got i got a frame right here i can actually do that with this thing I was gonna put my wife's flowers in this. It's like, oh, you can't see because of the screen. We got the yeah. zoom <laughs> background fence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like a it's a clear frame. Yeah, tell your wife you're gonna use that for your sports cards and not her picture, and see how that goes, Ben. <laughs> no, it, it was a buy one get one free. <laughs> You'll be sleeping on the couch real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or or in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because I did want to mention. No, go ahead. Uh, so now you get a chance to answer uh, one of your questions where I think the hobby is going to go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're starting to see it kind of like mellow down a little bit. One thing that, you know, I've, I've noticed it is when I saw the Kobe rookies, like the 96 tops uh, Kobe Bryant rookie cards, man, even like I was expecting when he made, when he got inducted into the hall of fame um, that they were going to go back up. But PSA nine was selling about a month ago. Well, actually probably about two months ago for about a PSA nine, uh, was going for about 1200. You can now buy one for like 400 bucks. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And that's obviously after he, um, he made the hall of fame where he got inducted. So, um, but with that being said, I think his cars will eventually go back up. Mm. Uh, but, the hobby is going to be is going to remain relevant. So I always tell like people like the hobby was like right here. Then the pandemic it came like right here. We're starting to see it about right here, and I think it's going to plateau like right here and then fluctuate from here because you're starting to see celebrities get into the hobby. You're starting to see players invest in yeah. their own cards right. or in just cards in general. I don't know if y'all saw a uh, Snoop Dogg. He sold one of his uh, lowrider cards for a. Uh, a Kobe Bryant rookie card, you know, I think it was a Topps Chrome, uh, PSA 10, I think, or BGS 10. Um, so because you're starting to see celebrities, you know, uh, talk about the cards and get into the hobby, um, it's, it's going to remain kind of hot. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Well, I think it's also <clears throat> part of the burden is also on individuals like yourself, where you talked about how you have programs for kids. Like, you're, you're grooming future the next hobbies. generation, like, yeah. Yeah, and so I think that's also super important too because it, it's it's good one that we had a boom, but I think you're right where I don't think we're going to see it dip completely back down, at least not for a while, a long time because like you said, with the boom, we, we grew we, more fans. We grew, there are people that are interested in this hobby again. And right, yeah. They're they're taking their kids to card shops like yours, and the kids are enjoying it with their fathers and their parents, and and that aspect definitely has an organic way of growing this type of business. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to advocate too to uh, now that I'm a local shop um, owner to other card shop owners to hey, let's be a, a like a beacon of light to our youth. You know, make the hobby fun for them, especially because right now they're it's hard to get you know good product. Uh, because either one, they don't sell it, or two, they're always out of stock. Well, you know, since we have some sort of access, you know, more there than others, let's, you know, let's give back to the kids and and yeah. do and, and be creative. You know, don't just give cards away, but, you know, sure. like, kind of like do what I do, like with the good grades, or uh, I'm sure there are so many things that we can do uh, yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah I, I think I that's... Li- I- 
Part of me wants to move to Victoria <clears throat> so I can be close to uh, Trinity Card Shop. <laughs> yeah, come down. <laughs> no, I do. I do got to. Uh, ben, I, you I can't sub your that's... old like 2012, uh, you know, grades right now. Okay, man, he's not going to give you some cards for those. I got to be in math I, I have in 2010. Can I get a? <laughs> <laughs> there is a card shop that's not that far from here, and I've been meaning to try to make it over there just to try to take a look yeah. to see what how they're how they're operating because um, mm -hmm. I think the value of these local businesses like your own is. Uh, very important. Yeah, and one we're, thing we're, for we're our listeners, you know, like before you go on eBay and you, you <clears> buy a bunch of retail stuff, go check out your local card shop and you might get a better yeah. deal on a hobby box or something, oh. get some better hits and you're yeah. also going to be a better part of your local community because mm -hmm. local card store owners, they want to give back to the community. So it's important you you also support them too. Breach. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Nico, you think it's about time where you want to uh, try to open up a few of these cards in the uh, the top spot? I'm itching right now. I want <laughs> yeah, to see what's in there. Hell yeah. All right, boys. All right. All right. At this point in the podcast, Connor, Nico, and I are going to rip open a, a top Stadium Club 2021 Chrome Hobby Box. For those who are interested in taking a look at what Connor was able to rip from his purchase here from Trinity Cards, obviously Nico's shop it was a fun experience. You could take a look at what Connor was able to get in the rip um, on our YouTube channel. All Things Analysis is our YouTube channel for the purpose of this audio podcast. Definitely not going to want to uh, include the audio for this juncture of the podcast, but we will. Uh, put that up on our YouTube channel for everybody to take a look at that if you're interested. Now, let's get back to Nico and the Vicious Minute segment to finish up episode 70 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. That's cool. All right, Connor. Give me a breakdown, Connor. What, what were your best cards in the... Uh in the pack i mean personally i, I gotta say i love and yeah of, of course the auto and the short print are always fantastic uh if you have like a, a specific print run on a player that's always helpful and then we had the uh the jordan alvarez is definitely the big rookie hit for sure and then uh for me i, I gotta love having some poo holes and uh having hank aaron just having the home run king the legitimate home run i like king. the trout insert i like the trout insert <laughs> I have to specify the legitimate home run king because Barry Bonds also with that Canseco was juicing. Oh, the trout insert's gorgeous too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, let's finish it up with the vicious minute. We'll do a quick, <laughs> quick five, five round, um, five question trivia round here for Nico based on some topics that are uh, related to his sports preferences as well as I think I, I threw in a question about Texas as well. So it is his, his <laughs> oh, town of Victoria. Okay. Look, I think some of these are going to be real softball for you. I think you'll be able to nail at least a, a, a small bundle of these, and I think some of them might be a little bit more challenging for you. We'll see how you do. All right, buddy? All right. Hopefully, I don't get too nervous and just have a brain fart. I'm ready. Come on. Let's, <laughs> does let's he, do does, right, does Nico get any lifelines? <laughs> Yeah, Connor. If you if you feel the need to, if you feel compelled to help, you get one you Connor lifeline, and I, I I'm not very helpful. I know nothing about Texas, so <laughs> don't ask me on that. I'll, I'll take it. All right, Nico. Question number one for the vicious minute. In the years 2020 and 2021, we talked about how the sports card 
and memorabilia market experienced a pretty big boom. As a result, the PWCC Marketplace, an online premier auction space, sold two different cards for a record sale price of $5.2 million. What were the two cards that sold for this price? Uh, I can't remember exactly. Is player okay? Yeah. Okay, uh, so it was a Mickey Mantle. Mm-hmm. And... Mickey Mantle, 1952 top, sold in January 21. And you said they were both... Uh, they were both sold within the last couple, within the last year. Really, two different players, Ben? Two different players. Okay, well, I know... So I don't know if this will answer your question. The most recent one that just set the record uh, was the Beirut 1933 Gaudi uh, PSA 9 Beirut card. But before that... But that was that's only at six million. But that was like pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? uh, yeah. Damn, so, he's got more updated information to me. Yeah, that was a record breaker. Right yeah. <laughs> but the other one was the uh, the Mike Trout BGS nine. Uh, that one rookie. that one was up there, but that wasn't the one that I was thinking of either. And I think you mentioned it earlier in the podcast it, the one that they said sold for five point two million was LeBron James twenty twenty uh, his two thousand three card his rookie LeBron, card. Wow. Oh, Rook collection, yeah. rookie patch. I autograph. forgot about. That way, when someone told me, I didn't believe it. But then, uh, yeah, I, I remember. That. I would have guessed Tom Brady, but I think he was around three million. Yeah, yeah and there was Trump, a little cons- there was a little conspiracy with that one, with his oh, autograph. Really? And I don't know if you heard about that. Oh no. Yeah, so it was like supposedly this card sold, but then there was another one with the same number, but it was, it was a different. Like the autograph uh, was a little bit lower, so you can tell it's a different card. Uh, oh, interesting! Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the Mike Trout one I think sold for three point nine million is what I'm seeing here. Yeah, that was last year. That was like not a bad guess in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, and they have a Luca here that li- listed at four point six million for sale. Hey Ben, you want to go oh, in on that one together? Maybe split these. <laughs> yeah, think analysis is doing well enough. <laughs> Maybe we next year. Company car. Maybe after we IPO <laughs> next year. <laughs> hey, or you really buy cool. a uh, 86 clear basketball uh, box right you hope to get yeah, a Jordan get that Michael Jordan the, yeah uh, the, so, Nico I think you got that first one though because you, apparently you have more updated information than me ba- the Babe Ruth well, I think the Babe Ruth might have been an SGC though it was a PSA 9 okay um, yeah. I'm yeah I'm pretty sure hopefully I don't sound too bad and, and <laughs> we can edit know, it out correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> No, but no, no, I, I believe like it. it was a PSA 9, 1933 Gotti, uh, Beirut. That's cool. cool. That's a, I mean, it sounds like a beautiful card. I would have loved it. That dude, uh, it was a neurosurgeon. He passed away due to COVID, and his whole collection was it, it was yeah. crazy. I don't know if they sold the whole collection, but they valued it at like there's, there's all 20 or 30 million. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it was a neurosurgeon yeah. from New York. I was telling my wife about this card because I was like, you know what? See, he left his family millions of dollars in his cards. That's why I'm investing in these cards for you, babe. Every time we get a shipment and a couple cards in a pack, I'm like, no, this is your retirement, she, honey, right here. Did she buys that? Right. Did she buy not that? at all. No. <laughs> Sorry, hopefully we're not cutting into the vicious minute. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. That's hilarious. I like it. The uh, it, how you mentioned how actors and, and and celebrities are getting into it too. The 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 buyer of the Mickey Mantle 1952 was an actor named Rob Go, mm-hmm. actor and entrepreneur. He purchased that card. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're driving up the market prices for some of that stuff. All right. I'll give you I'll give you that one. You got Nico's one for one. We'll go on to question number two. 
And I'm fairly certain you're going to get this one. We'll see. It's about your your beloved Cowboys, okay? So one of your favorite sports teams is obviously the Dallas Cowboys. Um, through some online research, I, I was able to find that the I was trying to find you know the most valuable Dallas Cowboys sports card, um, and it was a Cowboy player has an estimated PSA ten value of about thirty thousand plus. Which former Cowboy is featured on this valuable card? Hmm. Uh. My guess would would be Roger Staubach. You know, buddy. There we go. That's your boy, Roger Staubach. Yeah. So I I was I was wondering if you were to trip over yourself because I know you were mentioning Staubach was was your guy. Maybe Aikman or something. Yeah, I was wondering if you were gonna overthink it. (laughs) No, I mean, and I have quite a bit of Aikman's rookie cards, and yeah, so I kind of followed his his market a little bit, and yeah, I didn't think it would be that much. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be CeeDee Lamb for myself. <laughs> yeah. Now, I was hoping it wasn't something like a immaculate one-on-one CeeDee Lamb, you know, like a card that, yeah. you know, that just came out that, yeah, I mean, I don't really follow too much of like those higher-end cards and what they go for, but. Yeah, the uh, 1972 Tops Roger Staub, card rookie, uh, valued PSA 10 over 30K, apparently. All right, question number three. We're two for two. You got to trip them up, Ben. Come on. Hot start. Hot start. Question number three. Nico's favorite basketball team is the Houston Rockets. The organization has six numbers retired that Rockets do. Seven if you include uh, the assistant coach and general manager, Carol Dawson. Can you name three of the six players to have their Rockets jersey retired? I, okay, I so three because I feel like there are a couple obvious ones. Right. So Hakeem Olajuwon would be one. There you go. Um, I think you may have me on this one, uh, but uh, man, one he's a, a another center. He's come to mind, but um, I can't think of his name. Yao oh, Ming would be my, my oh, last Oh, all right. Guess. You got two. Yao Ming was two. You got two. Okay. So, Connor, you got any, you got any guesses for him? Uh, maybe a hint because I think I have one of the guys. Uh, something to glide. <laughs> would that be helpful? So, I mean, he came to mind, but I don't think he played long enough. I don't think he should, but Clyde Drexler. Uh, yeah. He's so, fun. really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of yeah. – wow. Number 22. Yeah, that, so that, was my, that was my yeah. one. His uh, best years were with Portland for sure, but he was a good rocket. So, his number is retired with Houston? Yeah, number 22 for Houston. Oh, Clyde, okay. Clyde Drexler. I mean, yeah, you got if, if, if Clyde is watching, Clyde, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just Clyde, looked him up. He only played there for four years. Come so, on the podcast. Yeah. We need <laughs> – Yeah, so, I mean – yeah, for sure. Hakeem and Yao Ming came to mind. The other one I can't think of, uh, he was a center. Uh, you thinking of Moses? Yeah. Moses Malone. Moses Malone. is He's an, he's, he's the fifth one you got here, fourth one you got here. Uh, Calvin Murphy was another one. And um, oh, Rudy, I I, this is the one I didn't know. Uh, Rudy to, uh, Tom, Jan, to, Tom, Tom Janovich. I never even heard. I, okay, I yeah, so those two, I don't, I don't know who, they, who those are. It looks like he was, and I got, he was a head coach there, too. Yeah, the Carol Dawson, assistant coach okay. and general manager. They, they retired a jersey for her, or for him. Um, so I appreciate the help, he, Connor. <laughs> I, uh, I, he, he came to mind, but I'm like, uh, he wasn't. I don't know many Rockets players, so that's just one I could think of. You know, you got the first two. I was like, Clyde, 
Yao and and uh, Elijah Wan. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly, exactly. But I was like, you know, I, like to my to my mind, I was like, T Mac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, T Mac, dude. I, I mean, I think T-Mac I think yeah. At least I don't know that they have a ring of honor, but I think he should definitely be, you know, mentioned up there. I mean, his peaks was one of one of the highest in the league too, but he didn't have the longevity of some of these guys. Yeah, and it was unfortunate for him and Yao to get hurt. I feel like they could have won maybe at least one championship together. Yeah. When you're that size, I mean, it's so easy that, to break a bone. Duo, that duo was so good. It would have been cool to see them go all the way. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're three for three, Nico. So that was Let's go to question number four. All right, all right. Question number four. It's gonna be uh, oh, yeah. about your 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 hometown, your uh, your current town of residence, oh, Victoria. Man. All right. All so right. in Victoria, Texas, where Nico currently resides, they're uh, they're famous for a region of the town where eight mom and pop barbecue joints are showcased. Apparently, there's great barbecue where you're at. Food Traveler Magazine agrees that this place has some of the best barbecue in the country. What is the name of this quote-unquote trail? So, uh, is it like a, a restaurant or a truck? It's, it's, it's apparently there's eight restaurants on this trail. It's the, so, so it's the uh, something trail, Ben? It's multi, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 ends, ends with the word trail. You're not sure? I'm, I'm, an, I'm not familiar with the trail but i'm gonna name off some of our okay give me, some of the, give me some of the restaurants because i have a list of some of them that are there and, okay, uh, so can you send ben some ribs from those places <laughs> as well <laughs> that was question number that was that was 4b <laughs> that's question number five and the answer is yes uh, so, <laughs> so mumford v1 uh that, that was one that came up so that's okay, in the region KB's. okay yeah uh kb's barbecue yes yeah i i think uh, no offense to any other restaurant here, but I think KB's is like probably like our most popular one. That's what I've been hearing that, and I've yet to try it. So, um, yeah, but Mumford's and KB's, uh, quality Packers Smokehouse is that one? You okay, heard? I haven't, I haven't, I've heard of them, but I haven't tried them yet. Um, I know people talk about this place and Uncle Mutt's. I didn't see that one, but it sounds no. it sounds like you you have an idea of uh. So you said there was oh, eight? It's your town. There was eight there, but apparently they named it after this. Was The answer I was looking for was like the name of where the... The, re, the, the blank the, trail. The street that it's on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Appa- it's it, Are they not close together like these spots? I, maybe, wish I, I wish I had been to Victoria so I could, you know, give, get some... Yeah, I mean, maybe I, I, was I trying know to find place, but I've just never Victoria, heard it put together in the trail, was, but... Okay, so the, the name that I saw was Victoria's Great Coastal Texas Barbecue Trail. Does that sound familiar? Uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with the it. Coastal I'm, I'm probably, Barbecue I'm probably, Trail. I might just, I might just be finding some sort of my, like real small. Where the hell did you find this, man? Like, <laughs> I was looking up fun facts for uh, Victoria, Texas. You know, it's what, a small what is town. it? What is this called? Victoria's Great Coastal Texas Barbecue Trail. Hmm, it's the I'm, best barbecue in the country. Like what I was, what I was looking up. So that's why I thought it might be yeah, in I'm the at, country. I'm to, uh, yeah. Wow. I'm gonna have to look to so uh, a little bit of, like by myself. Like, so I'm I'm married to an Asian woman. So I've like I've tried like different things. I haven't like really stuck to you know just one thing like Hispanic food or or barbecue. So I've been trying to like you know try just different foods. So like that's that. probably why you know I haven't 
kind of like <laughs> stuck to either my roots Look, and like we, we couldn't give you a perfect five for five here on the vicious minute so we got you're good with again you're three for three <laughs> three, three for four now it's all right okay we'll have, what the point is we'll have to go to victoria we'll have to try out this barbecue now for sure barbecue we do have some pretty <laughs> awesome barbecue places if y'all ever do come down that y'all won't de- for sure y'all won't be disappointed trinity, trinity card shop and, and Victoria's Bar- Great Coastal Texas Barbecue Trip. That's where you got to go. Yeah. But but make sure you that's hit the only, card shop you before you get the barbecue. Because if you get barbecue sauce on the cards, you're going to oh, be yeah. in trouble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's funny. All right, question number five. Below, I'm going to list the five most expensive items of sports memorabilia all time. Can you think of... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you which... I'll I'll t- I'll list them for you, and you have to tell me which one is the most expensive. Oh. Number one item that is Man, the most okay. expensive. Okay, this, this is a multiple choice. I like this. All right, so I got five options. You have to tell me the most expensive one. Okay. Okay. A Babe Ruth nineteen twenty eight to thirty jersey. A uh, Babe Ruth nineteen twenty jersey. The original Olympic Games manifesto. James J. Smith's 1991 Rules of Basketball and Daniel Lucius Adams' Rules of Baseball. So the the, rules the original of rules of basketball the, and the, the original, original rules, rules of, of basketball. basketball and the exactly okay, cool. So you got the Olympics. The, what is the, the Olympic, Olympic manifesto? manifesto? Is that like the to, rules of the Olympics? Yeah, okay. the, like the first Olympics, like the original wow. manifesto of the Olympics. Yeah, this is pretty cool. You got two. You got a 1928 Babe Ruth jersey, a 1920 Babe Ruth jersey. Where was he? James was he on the same team for basketball. both for for Ruth? Was one Red Sox and one of Yankees? Or are they both Yankees? Twenty is Red Sox. Twenty eight okay. to thirty is is Yankees. Okay. And then Daniel Lucius Adams rules of baseball. Man, okay. Uh, I, so I I do not know like the. I don't know this either. So don't it. use your Connor uh, tap in right now. <laughs> I will not be. Well, I, I think I used it already. With the, I'll, with the I'll eliminate. I'll eliminate one for you. It's not the 1920 Babe Ruth jersey. I was gonna say it's okay, probably so not the Red Sox. It would be the Yankees yeah, version. That's that why was, I asked. I think you're throwing in to like throw in like little you know little um, little trick in there. But so uh, I'm gonna take with my gut feeling, and I'm gonna say the. Olympics manifesto will probably be number one. You that was it, yes. <laughs> wow, awesome. that's not Doesn't easy. Doesn't that sound so sick? The Olympics manifesto, wow. yeah, 8. 8, valued at eight point eight million dollars, dude. Eight point oh eight mil. So the, it was it, in order. It was the Olympics manifesto, eight point eight mil. The Babe Ruth nineteen twenty eight to thirty Yankees jersey, five point six four million. So. Almost it's less than it's the the manifesto for the Olympics is three million dollars more than the next wow. most valuable item. What about the Ben uh, Perez then, Holy Cross baseball jersey? <laughs> uh, that one didn't make didn't quite make the list. I think that was number six. That was number six. Um, the Babe Ruth nineteen twenty jersey was four point four two million. The rules of basketball was four point three million, and then the rules of baseball were three point two six. Okay. Wow. And the, the rules I, of football I, I, still I've haven't been set, so th- those aren't worth anything. <laughs> What's yeah. a catch? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, that's funny. I'm pumped. You got it. That's sick. That, that, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that's pretty cool. I, I never thought about, like, you know, a book of, you know, when they first made the rules would be 
ever like talked about being bought yeah. you know it's like the if constitution into, for sports that's sick right yeah if i would have walked into um a thrift store and they had the rules i'm like oh that's pretty cool yeah never would have thought that that could be worth millions you know yeah that's like something you'd see on like pawn stars with the the, the vegas pawn shop <laughs> Oh yeah, and then they call that they call that they call what's the name? Like, yeah. It's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty That's cool. Funny. That's pretty cool information. I, I never would have thought about that. Cool, Nico. Four for five, dude. You were super successful Not in the fish spin. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. I think you rep Texas Nico. well, and in your uh, he did. You did your totally. sports teams proud for sure? Totally. Ed Trinity Card Shop. You get you you got a good business going over. He knows there. his really, cards. Really he knows it. his cards, people. Yeah. I loved it. Nico, a, any uh, anything you want to plug or promote? Um you, you know, is any social media accounts you want to try to steer people towards? Anything you wanna you wanna talk about before we sign off? Yeah, fundraisers, anything. Um uh, Yeah, I mean right now, like I said, all we have I'm pretty active on our Facebook page, Trinity uh, Trinity Sports Cards. Um I have Instagram, uh Trinity Sports Cards uh four five four seven, but I'm just with my time. I'm just more um, active on our Facebook page. Um, but, you know, like I said, with just being a new shop, I'm still trying to build that foundation, um, get things going. But for sure, uh, if you follow us on our Facebook page, you'll see the stuff that, you know, I want to get going. Uh, like I mentioned, I want to be a, a huge, um, a huge um, positive advocate in our community um, for just promoting you know, our next generation to, you know, do well, not also just enjoy the hobby. Um, I, uh, I served in the military, so I do want to do stuff for veterans. I think opening up packs and not just sports cards, you know, uh, Pokemon cards as well. I would like to do things with, with our veterans, uh, especially ones who suffer for PTSD. So that's something that I definitely want to be able to do. And again, none of this would be love it. Uh, possible without the support of other people, um, especially in the hobby. So for sure, I'm like I said, you know, that's just something I would just like to mention. Um, and then, yeah, for people out there, you know, support your, your local, uh, card shops, you know, especially the ones who are, are trying to like do things outside the shop for you. But other than that, I mean, just, yeah, join us on our breaks. Um, I'm always, uh, I'm always, uh, interested for, um, willing to learn like from people from their opinions or you know whatever that they like their their uh insights you know uh let me know and and anything i can do to help you know people especially uh investing wise you know this can be a good thing or a bad thing for people who are doing it for, for money i mean it's a fun hobby for sure to enjoy but i think it'd be a Definitely. good investment as well mm-hmm. Definitely. That's pretty much no, it. Well said. No, well said, Nico. I really <clears throat> appreciate you joining us. It was a lot of fun bringing you on. And, and when we have more developments in the market, you'll be our guy. We have to bring on back on to ask some questions. We're, we're, and, if uh, we ever have our own Pawn Stars type of thing, you'll be our pro <laughs> that we bring in for sports cards. We're like, oh, let me give my guy Nico a call sure. over at Trinity Sports Cards. He knows what he's talking for about. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, now for sure I'm gonna go in and research all the cards I can and, and <laughs> learn as much as I can. <laughs> Next time you now, come on, I'm now you know what the vicious up. minutes about. You'll be ready for the <laughs> trivia. All right, Nico. Thanks again. Really enjoyed your company here on Vicious Talk. Uh, we'll definitely have to bring you back some other time. Um, that was, you know, a lot of fun. Hey, anytime, guys. I definitely uh, appreciate it, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and and uh, you know, best of uh, <clears throat> you know, good 
good fortune to you and your family as well. Really appreciate you. Uh, you know, you, you got a young family at home. Really appreciate you that them lend, lending you to us for the night. You know, spending the time here. You know, it's getting late over there. Yeah, for sure. I definitely appreciate you know my wife. You know, just being supportive and you know sticking the take one for the team and watching the boys yeah. while I'm away. But uh, like I said, we had a good time and for sure. Uh, anytime y'all want me on y'all's podcast, uh, just hit me up. I'll make some Thank time. You. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. All right, guys. All right. Thanks, Nico. Thank you. Thanks again to Nico for joining us for episode 70 of Vicious Talk with Benny P. That was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that company. Connor, thanks again for, for joining us as well. Been putting us in touch with him. All right, that's going to do it here for Vicious Talk with Benny P. Please remember to subscribe, rate, review on any, uh, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. We, we're on them all. Also, please subscribe on our YouTube channel for all things analysis. Follow our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. we got a lot of stuff coming up, and we're excited for the future of our company as well as this podcast. Um, you know, that's going to do it here for Episode 70. Connor, thanks again. All right, brother. Remember to ask yourself at the end of the day, oh, are you vicious? Go.